How's it going, everybody out there? I want to welcome you all back to the podcast, Biblical Truth Central. It's Brother D here, and I'm back with another episode here. This will be episode 43 of the podcast. I know that it's, I think it's been about three or four days, maybe four days since I uploaded um, the episode 42 um, in which we were talking about the form of godliness. If you missed that episode, um, be sure to check that out whenever you get a chance. Because you know, we basically just touched on the topic of false prophets. You know, I don't know about you, but we've been experiencing a lot of that going on lately. Especially on social media with all of the YouTube prophets and internet preachers and stuff. You know, saying things like, you know, God told me this. God told me that. God showed me this, that, and the third. And a lot of those things didn't come to pass. And, um, yeah. We touched about that on episode 42. So, um, after this episode, you know, do yourself a favor and go over and check that out. Um, you know, my job as a servant of the most high is to edify the body of Christ. I am not a prophet, I'm not an apostle or anything like that. I'm just a man of God who tries to be as obedient as possible to the voice of the Lord. I try to do what God asked me to do as much as I can because I don't know about anybody else but I'm trying to stay in the will of God because that is where the most safest place resides in the will of God. Because when we tend to get out of the will of God, all kind of problems happen. All kind of issues come about. We find ourselves in situations in which we wouldn't have been in. Had we just listened to God, had we just stayed in the word of God, and had we tried to be holy and righteous in the sight of the Lord. You know, being holy is something that is actually shunned. And I didn't know that there was actually a such thing as shunning an individual for wanting to be set apart. People have it in their minds that being holy means to be perfect. That couldn't be further from the truth. There's only one who's perfect. And his name is Jesus Christ. We can never be perfect. To be holy means to be set apart. From everybody else. If you see other individuals. Partaking. In certain sins. Or any sins at that. Or just doing things. That are ungodly. You're supposed to do the opposite. And you're supposed to have nothing to do. With those people. You're supposed to go. In the other direction. You are a child. Of the most high. You're a child of the light. You're supposed to be shining the light. 
sharing the truth of the gospel so that individuals will wake up that tend to operate in darkness because there's a lot of people in this world right now who operate in darkness and we need to be praying for those people on a daily basis in this particular episode I want to talk about this subject of adultery I believe I talked about this subject maybe about a year and a half ago or so and I think it's it's one of those topics that we have to continuously retouch on because it happens all the time every day especially in the society that we live in we live in such a godless world that promotes sex in every way possible we see it in the music we see it on the big screen we see it on television it's most definitely present on the internet magazines and yes they still exist and even in some cartoons some subliminal messaging they throw in there the world is over sexualized and there's so much temptation that surrounds individuals that many, many people end up falling into the sin of adultery. Before I continue, I want to make it very clear that the sin of adultery can only be committed by a married couple. So yes, I'm talking to married people in this podcast. I'm not talking about boyfriend and girlfriend relationships. Because if we're going to be honest, ladies and gentlemen, and this is where you may cut off the podcast, but like Paul said, am I your enemy because I tell you the truth? If we're going to be honest... Individuals who are in relationships outside of marriage who have sex are considered fornicators. That is the sin of fornication. You must be married in order to partake in sexual activity. It may not be the most popular information that you've come across, but it is what the word of God has stated. People in this day and age take the word of God way too lightly. These are the words of God. This is the law of heaven spoken by God himself. People trample over it. They skip over it because a lot of people are in the sin of fornication. Let me state. If you're listening to this and you're single, meaning you're not married and you're fornicating, 
I want to urge you to stop and repent and ask the Lord to help you with these issues because the book of 1 Corinthians states there are a list of individuals who will not inherit the kingdom of God and fornicators are on that list also adulterers which is what we're going to be focusing on here in this podcast the sin of adultery so let's let's go ahead and talk about this okay now what is it that causes a man or a woman to step outside of their marriage and seek out the companionship of a third party what is it that causes a person to leave the original union the bible says that what god has brought together lets no man put asunder or if i could put that in a more modern term let no man separate let no man or woman i'll say come in between what god has brought together so the question again is what is it that causes a person to commit adultery honestly when you take god or i'll say when you don't include god into anything it falls apart and that's not even just talking about marriage by itself but when you don't include god in all that you do you'll fail proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 says trust in the lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding but to acknowledge him in all capital a l l all of your ways and he shall guide thy path so we can utilize that knowledge that wisdom in the sense of business and the sense of making important decisions and also within the confines of marriage a husband and a wife should not be trying to work marriage on their own yes it does take work between a man and a woman but when that man and that woman acknowledge that god is at the forefront of their marriage they will not have time to focus on anybody else they won't have time to think about a third party because they're so focused on god they're so focused on living holy they're so focused on not wanting to disappoint the most high they're so focused on seeking the will of god for their life when you have a man a husband and you have a woman the wife and they're both seeking after god together 
There is nothing, nothing that can come between them. Nothing. But when you take God out, or you don't include him in it, the man and the woman are going off of their own human strength. They're going off of their own human intuition. They're going off of their own human instinct and their human knowledge. And the reason that I continuously put human before these things is because humans fail. Humans are flawed. Humans make mistakes. The finite beings that were created here on this earth are not perfect. Which means we may be able to do things in a certain order for a certain amount of time. But there's only a matter of time before that person messes up. If you're going on your own power and your own perspective on things, there's only a matter of time before somebody messes up. It happens all of the time. Here in the United States, the divorce statistics, the percentage is well over 70%. You know, I did some research on this about it almost a year ago. And I was curious. And I wanted to see, you know, what, what were the reasons that people were getting divorced? You know, what, what was it? Because I've heard of people, you know, getting a divorce over really petty stuff, you know. Oh, we never get along. Oh, we had an argument. Oh, you looked at me incorrectly. So I want a divorce. And before I continue, I don't even think it's funny to joke about such things either. It's not funny at all. You can you can joke with your spouse about a lot of things, but don't put that on your marriage. Don't say, "Well, if you don't do this, I'm just going to get a divorce from you." Don't don't do that. The enemy hears you. And don't you think for one second that he won't try to capitalize on your words. Don't you understand that the Bible says that death and life reside in the power of the tongue? The book of Ephesians chapter 4 tells us that let no corrupt communication proceed out of thy mouth. Anything that you say matters. Everything that you say matters. And that if you're going to speak, make sure that it is edifying the spirit of those around you. Your peers and especially your spouse. So the joke about that is, is major. Joke about something else. But as I was saying, you know, I, I was looking at the statistics. And I saw all kind of things. I saw people got a divorce because... Um, individuals committed adultery. They stepped out in the marriage. Um, I saw people got a divorce because of financial hardship. 
I saw that people got a divorce because um, a spouse worked, <laughs> actually worked too much. And then there were the there were the arguments for uh, a lack of communication. Now that I wholeheartedly believe is completely underrated when it comes to what keeps a marriage together. Communication. If a man and a woman can't talk, that's major. That is major. That's a very, very devastating problem when a husband and wife can't communicate with each other. You know, what do I, what am I talking about when I mean communication? You know, I'm talking about you should be able to sit down with your spouse and look them in the eyes and talk about anything. You should not be at a point where I can't talk to you about this because you react like that or I can't talk to you about that because you react like this. No, you should be able to sit down and speak with the person that you have decided to spend the rest of your life with. If you have a problem, address it immediately. You know, there are people who don't address their problems. And, you know, when you don't address your problems and you just sweep it under the rug, you know, the problem is still there. Our resolution has not come to the forefront. It is um, it's still there. And if it's not solved, that problem turns into an even bigger problem. And then if it's still not dealt with, sometimes those problems become so big that it causes wedges between two people. And then, you know, a lack of communication even, it, it goes even further as far as not happening. And I just can't stress enough how important it is for two people to be able to talk to each other. Because let me tell you something. And yes, we're still talking about adultery, but I have to bring these minute things, uh, you know, on the table so that we can truly think about this. Because I don't know, there may be somebody out there who's going through some marital problems, perhaps. And if you are, I hope that this helps you. Now, I'm by no means perfect, and um, I've been married for almost nine years, and me and my wife, I can honestly say, we've had our ups, we've had our downs, but, you know, God is good, and again, when I say you, when you put God first, he does miraculous things, and now, right now, me and my wife, we have a pretty close relationship, you know, and all glory to God for that. But, you know, sticking to the topic of communication between a, a husband and wife, when you can't talk to your, you know, fellas, listen, when you can't talk to your wife, and we've seen this happen a lot of times, what, what, what do you think happens? Husband goes to work, has problems at home, has that female co-worker. The co-worker that's actually listening to, you know, that, that man's problems that he's had, that he's having at home. You know, at first it starts out innocent, you know, as, you know, utilizing uh, an individual outside of the marriage, you know, just a vent. Oh, my wife's not doing this. She's not doing that. 
And then, you know, eventually other conversations start coming about. And when you talk to somebody long enough, folks, you start letting your guard down. You start laughing. You start finding that you have things in common with this person that you're able to talk to versus the spouse at home that you can't talk to. And this goes on both sides, both male and females. I'm a, I'm a man, so I'm just, you know, speaking from a male perspective. And all too often, I've seen it to where you know, a, a husband or a wife ends up cheating on their spouse with a coworker. And it's not because there's like a fatal attraction. A lot of times it's because that coworker listened to them. They listened to their problems. They listened to their issues because uh, the spouse was unable to listen, was unable to communicate or express feelings to their spouse because they were shut down or they don't want to talk. I mean, I've seen this over and over and over and nothing good ever comes from it. Like, again, if fellas, ladies, if you cannot talk to your spouse, that's a serious problem. And the enemy, if you give him an inch, he's going to take a foot. If you give him a little bit to work with, he's going to make a mess of it. And this is just how issues come about. Letting your guard down. And it's very easy to let your guard down when you're talking to somebody who's listening to you, who's giving you advice, who's showing you that they care about what it is you have to say. And I know it may sound petty or it may sound childish, but people, they feel good when someone listens to them. It makes them feel important. It makes them feel wanted. It makes them feel happy at the end of the day. And if somebody else on the outside of your marriage can make you happy, that's a very bad thing. Dangerous grounds and before you know it you start texting starts out a couple of texts a day to texting all day to texting multiple days a week and then before you know it you start having lunch together and then you continuously talk and you laugh, you're enjoying yourself with somebody else who's not your spouse. Eventually you find yourself being dishonest at home, going out, telling your spouse that, hey, I'm going over such and such is to have a couple of, you know, go out for some lunch or some drinks or something like that. But when you're really meeting with the person that's making you happy, meeting with the person that's making you feel good and leaving the person alone who you're having problems with, which is your spouse. And I'm speaking, I'm speaking from what I've seen, like real life situations. 
Neglect in marriage is deadly. Even if it's just communication. It's very deadly. A, a husband and a wife cannot afford to neglect each other in any way at all. You can't afford to not communicate. You can't afford to not spend time with each other. I'll take it a step further. You can't afford to not engage in sexual activity with each other. The Bible speaks against that. Do not withhold yourself from your spouse unless it is permitted from the other spouse or it is for from a time. But the scriptures tell us clearly don't spend too much time away from each other intimately because it opens the door for the enemy to creep in. People have thoughts. People have desires and temptation can make its way through if we're not careful. Um, the book of Galatians tells us if we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And the reason that I bring that verse up is because the flesh, the flesh is still here. The flesh hasn't gone anywhere. The flesh is still the enemy. And it's closer than you think. And if you're not walking in the spirit and if you're not walking close to God and if you're not meditating on this word and praying, you tend to sow to the flesh. And temptation is one of those attributes that the flesh loves to feast on. And we have to be very careful with that. Amen. There are people who completely neglect the spiritual side of things. And they go off of pure emotions. To hear that so many people are getting a divorce. Over 70% of people in America just really makes me scratch my head. And say, do these people even understand what they're doing? Do these people realize that marriage is something extremely important to God that marriage let's talk about that for a second the husband the husband is the head of the wife correct but let's go a little bit deeper than that God looks at marriage like this the husband is a representation of Christ He's the head because Christ is the head of the church. The wife represents the body. The body is a representation of the church. Christ loved the church. He died for the church. He cares for the church. That's exactly how the husband should be loving his wife that's exactly how the husband should be treating his wife and edifying her and lifting her up and protecting her especially if she's a woman of god 
the problem these days is that many people are saying I do and they're not including God. And they're getting a divorce for the smallest reasons. They're stepping out of the marriages because they're not trying to work it. They're not trying to work things out and get along with one another. They are working on their own power. Like I said, you cannot make a marriage work on your own accord. It's not possible. Now, the, the consequences, the consequences, that's a whole nother rabbit hole right there of adultery. The pain, the heartache, the suffering, the, la the, the loss of trust. I mean, the, you just, just take your pick when it comes to adultery. You know, going through a divorce, you know, I, I talk to people who have divorced and it's it's a really, really hard, really hard thing to go through. And I know per people personally that are actually going through the process as we speak. Very painful. Especially when you have children that are involved family that's involved you know when you've done all that you could do to save it all of those things go through your mind you know divorce is ugly and adultery most definitely is one of the main reasons that people get a divorce I mean from a logical standpoint I, I understand why somebody would not want to be with an individual who steps out of the marriage. You know, not only is that a slap in the face to the spouse that was cheated on, but it's also a slap in the face to God himself. You make a mockery of marriage when you step outside of your marriage. You have... Given in to the lust of the flesh and your own desires, your own personal temptation, your own sin when you commit adultery. There's nothing beautiful about it. It's, it's, sin, it's sick. It's embarrassing. But we, I don't know, you know, we, we live in a world, once again, that people are celebrating. It's just like the book of Isaiah. People are calling what's good evil and what's evil good. You know, one way or another, people are trying to justify uh, the actions of an individual. But I'm sorry. There's absolutely no justification whatsoever for adultery. Cheat on your spouse. It's because you never had your eyes on God. You were not seeking after the Lord's face. You were not in your Bible. Your eyes were in places that they had no business being. Your ears were in places and hearing things that they had no business hearing. And you were around people who you had no business being around. You don't just end up in that predicament. You know, I'm sick and tired of people making the excuses. You know, when they cheat on their spouse, they're like, I, I don't know what happened. It just happened. No. 
You had a lustful demon and you gave into the flesh. That's how it happens. Adultery can be avoided. It can be avoided. It can be prevented. But it's going to take the power of God to do so. You know, I've once heard both men and women say the most foolish thing. They said, men, men are hardwired to cheat. It's, that's that's what somebody told me, and I was like, "How can you, how can you prove that? Like, what type of genetic research have you done to make such an insulting um, assessment <laughs> to say that all men are wired to cheat? You know, I've heard again, like I said, both men and women say this. Um." I remember a woman once said, a man needs more than one woman. And I guess she was insinuating polygamy, and I don't really understand. I said, you all, you, <laughs> you've been looking a little bit too much into King Solomon's life. Um, just because King Solomon had 900 wives and hundreds of concubines doesn't mean that that was the will of God. It absolutely was not the will of God, because at the end of his life, he said that it was all vanity. And it wasn't worth it. You know, I can just imagine the headache that he had dealing with so many women. But to say that all men are hardwired to, to cheat is ridiculous because there are a lot of women out here who do the same thing. You know? It's just, we need to get back to the Bible, folks. We need to get back to the scriptures. We need to get back to seeking God. Because again, just like I stated in the beginning of this, if, if, if a man and a woman, a husband and a wife has their eyes on God, you're not going to be thinking about anyone. No one but God himself. I got some scriptures I want to read before we um close this episode out. And I truly hope that you've gotten something from this. I really do. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 4 says, Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and the adulterers. Is it not scary to you or to anybody that this says that God will judge those who are sexually immoral and that are adulterous. Basically, the fornicators and the adulterers is what is, is what this is saying, that you will be judged for that. I mean, is that a, is that not enough to keep you out of somebody else's bed? Is that not enough to keep you out of somebody else's um like home? Really, is that is that is that not enough to keep you from texting somebody that, you know, inappropriate things. The beginning of this verse is, let marriage be held in honor above all. It's a very honorable thing to be married, but yet people don't respect marriage anymore. And to me, that's like saying you don't respect God, because if you don't respect marriage, 
there's no way you can tell me you respect God. Like, how dare people say that they love God, but they cheat on their spouse? That's crazy to me. <laughs> we don't serve the same God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18 says, To flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. You know, now those of you out there, this is more so geared towards fornication, I'd say. Uh, to be sexual, to be, excuse me, to be sexual immoral, um, the fornicators, you know, you feel that you feel a need to sleep with a whole bunch of people when you're just really doing more damage and more bad than good. Um, I know that pleasure may seem good to you, but over time, with experience, you'll learn that the corruption that you're sowing to your flesh, it eventually is going to manifest itself through your to, um, through your actions. You know, you're you're going to bear the the corrupted fruits of being so promiscuous and you know being so sexual immoral. This, this also says this is the one sin that causes a person to sin against their own body because you're using your body in the act. Of fornication you gotta stop you know it, it reminds me in the book of Genesis when when Pharaoh's wife tried to get Joseph to sleep with her and he said you know I can't do that you know you you are the wife of my boss <laughs> you're the wife of Pharaoh and she was like you know come on let's do this you know nobody will know and Joseph was like, uh, yeah, God knows. And he ran away. <laughs> he ran away. He, he got out of that situation. You know, I think that's a great way to end this episode. You know, if you're somebody out there that's in trouble with your marriage and there's a situation that's arising that you feel could potentially damage the union between you, God, and your wife or your husband, then you need to run away from that situation. You need to get away from it. You need to stop. You know, I've seen um, situations to where a spouse was cheating and something inside of them told them to stop and they couldn't do it anymore. And they break it off with that person that's on the outside. And, you know, damage has been done, of course. But at the same time, it's... I guess it's a, it's a good thing that your, your conscience or whatnot has encouraged you to stop participating in the act. But at the end of the day, you know, adultery is it's a terrible sin that destroys families and causes all type of problems in life. I feel that we don't see enough of thriving marriages anymore. And it only tells me that People are falling further and further away from God. It tells me that people are, are doing things on their own accord and they're not counseling with the Lord. They're not including God in what it is they do. That's what that tells me. And that's a big mistake. We got to fight in this world, people. Because the enemy hates marriage. And he will do all that he can. To destroy a marriage that God has created. God bless you all. 
Thank you very much for tuning into this episode. I hope it was a blessing to you. I pray it was a blessing to you. You know, if you feel the need to share this with somebody, you know, be sure to do that. You know, maybe you know somebody that's going through a hard time right now. You know, do them a favor and forward this to them. And hopefully it'll speak some life into them. Until next time, God bless you. Stay close to the Lord. Keep your Bibles open and go in peace.